Hello everyone, my name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. Shout out to funny one-liners on Twitter. <laughs> they posted this tweet and said, I finally decided to do something about my weight. Lie. <laughs> 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 Before we begin the episode, I would like to publicly apologize to Richard, who was our very fantastic guest on last week's episode. We misgendered Richard for the whole episode. I should have known better. Sorry, Richard. Richard's preferred pronouns are they, them. So for those of you who are introduced to Richard from that episode, understand that Richard's preferred pronouns are they, them. So... What have you been up to, Christy? Well, uh, it was my birthday on Wednesday. Hey. Yay. <laughs> I was, uh, I turned 29, so that's nothing. Happy belated. Oh. <laughs> it's just, it's not, oh, that's not the age I want to be. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> happy belated. But on your birthday, <laughs> when you. I realized it was your birthday and I said happy birthday, I was thinking, like, I remember when we used to sing Taylor Swift's, um, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Yep. I was like, it has been seven years since then. A fucking mess. I don't. I a don't. mess. Ah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. want that. Yes, I remember being in the house I lived in senior year with like a birthday playlist that included 22. Nobody writes songs about 29. No. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, this panoramic had better be over by my 30th birthday because yes. something has to happen for that. I don't care that much about my birthday, but between it being 30 and not having been able to have any parties during the Panasonic, my 30th <laughs> birthday is happening. I agree with that. The other thing I was going to say is, you know, the thing that most people think about in terms of like Saturn's return around your 27th, 28th birthday were like Saturn? Like the planet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, <laughs> unless I'm mistaken, it takes Saturn roughly 27 to 28 years to oh. circle the sun. And people who believe in superstitious stuff, mm. they if they follow astro- astrology and all that stuff, they're like, okay, your 27th, 28th birthday is really when your life shakes up. It's also oh. the theory that most people use to explain the 27 club. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All the people, like famous folks that have died at age 27. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like the high functioning people of society. It's it's somewhere around there where it actually clicks your existence and the place you have in this world. This is morbid. But it's like, if you are extremely <laughs> intelligent, it's very difficult for you to stay happy. Mm. Simply because you're just aware of how messed up things are. So around that age when people start to understand truly what their existence is, then they slip into a really deep depression and the problem is there aren't as many people who are on that that same wavelength as them who can reach it and pull them out or whatever Mm. so and if they're also successful then they have to self-medicate to get through their days while they're depressed and it's a catch-22 the amount of drugs you have to do to stay functional while being that depressed simply kills them so yeah um people's saturn's returns is scary like different things change and whatever but anyway the point that i was making is we are both past that (laughs) and frank ocean has a song that most artists who are like you know the amy winehouses and 
they all talk about something having to do with this where he says um no white lighters till i fuck my 28th up simply because he didn't want to join the 27th club and Mm. if you just look through all the people who joined the 27th club like at least 70 percent of them when they died had a white lighter on their body when they died so it's drugs anyway we are past that (laughs) yes we survived saturn go us oh just congratulate myself for something i didn't even know existed until just now (laughs) i'll take it i'll take anything yeah 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 Yeah, so what did you celebrate did you celebrate i did almost nothing my parents and my in-laws sent me presents and we opened them on zoom people at work sent me emails my husband is cooking me a bunch of indian food tomorrow night for valentine's day i got my husband the dishoom cookbook which is an indian food cookbook dishoom is a restaurant oh i didn't know that yeah i think it's in the uk don't quote me on that (laughs) (laughs) it's not american we had a friend who had it and we had cooked some things out of it and they were all delicious and turned out Mm. good even though we know less than zero about cooking indian food i say (laughs) I say we as if I do anything but like sit there and drink when my husband cooks. (laughs) (laughs) That is participation 100%. (laughs) That's my involvement. (laughs) So I got him this cookbook for Valentine's Day and then very selfishly 10 days later was like, why don't you cook me something out of it for my birthday? (laughs) (laughs) But it's a great cookbook. It actually walks you through things very clearly and it's really pretty. It has these like beautiful photographs. It's a pretty book, which is important for a cookbook since a lot of times you don't take it down off the shelf. See, this this is the thing. I'm not one to be good at cooking, but if I had a cookbook that actually... I don't want you to just give me the steps. I want you to explain why. Like, if I do this step out of order, what will go wrong? Mm. And, like, why is it important for you to do this one first? I like cookbooks, like you just said, like, explains it very well. Oh, yeah. So he's cooking tomorrow. Um, he's making this, okay. like, uh, prawn curry stew. And oh, then for dessert, good. doing, like, a... It's like a chili chocolate mousse with, like, a yogurt berry thing on top. I'm so excited. <laughs> <sighs> I'm excited too. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Toe tap of flea, bone apple tea. Bone apple tea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So I also started the show The Witcher on Netflix, which I was very hesitant to start. My husband really liked it. It's a fantasy story. So it was a series of books first. Then it was a series of video games. And now they've made it into a show. And my husband really enjoyed it. He's read the books. He played the video games. He watched the show. But like fantasy is not usually my thing. So it's a fantasy story. But he recommended it. He was like, it's only eight episodes and we can stop early. But I really think you'd like it. And I actually have been really enjoying it. So part of it, I think, is because it's not American. It's actually Polish and it was translated and it's become popular in America. Really? And my husband was explaining this more and I never like quite put it together. But so much of American fantasy is literally just like a carbon copy of Lord of the Rings. Like people just keep keep writing Lord of the Rings over and over and over again (laughs) and I've seen Lord of the Uh Rings so which is why I like this show that you're talking about I heard about it when it came out maybe last year or the year before and I just was like no I'm not watching Lord of the Rings like (laughs) (laughs) I think my sister said oh watch it and I was like absolutely not but like now that somebody can explain to me why it's good I'm like okay I can see it it's a lot less predictable it's also really dark which I appreciate in a show just the amount of like fucked up things that happen like episode 
one. I was like, all right, I'm on board. I guess that's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. But I've been enjoying it, and it's not so predictable. Henry Cavill plays the main character. I think he does a good job. He's apparently a huge fan of the series himself, so he was like, super, super excited to do the role. <laughs> I was crying at the end of the first episode. I don't know why they do this, like, extremely gratuitous close-up of his butt. They just, like, zoom <laughs> right on in. <laughs> and stay there for like five full seconds he's wearing like leather pants and it just like it just stays there there's like a narration but it's just it's just his butt it's just i was here for it i was crying though honestly i love this i love this we need to equalize the playing field we can't only do this to women men have to be objectified equally in movies and film we just have to do it there's no we have to do it i i I knew henry cavill was in this but I've, I've only seen him really in Superman, which honestly does not require acting. No. <laughs> you just have to be fit and look like you know what you're doing. They didn't really right. test his range there. So no. <laughs> I wasn't certain that he had any range. So him being in this role, I was like, okay, if he's going to play Superman again, just being a hot person who shoots arrows, yeah. <laughs> why am I watching this? Where's the range? What I'm happy to hear is I didn't know that Henry Cavill himself was a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. And typically people who are a fan of the work that they eventually get to do later in life are so much better at it because they understand the nuance of actually what they are doing so now mm-hmm. i'm really excited to go look at it because the, from that mindset of knowing that oh the person is playing this character actually used to be obsessed with the books the the show the games and stuff like that yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. good for henry cavill he better work <laughs> you go henry cavill <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what that doesn't translate to when friggin emma stone not emma stone when emma watson said oh she was so excited to play Belle because she's always <laughs> loved the uh, beauty and the beast and she did that what do you call it the live animation the like live action the live action beauty and the beast let me tell you something i do not care how much of a fan of beauty and the beast emma watson was (laughs) that was horrendous horrendous and i can't forgive her for doing that it's terrible (laughs) yeah i remember that now that you bring it up but that was definitely one i was like i want nothing to do with that one (laughs) that's uh it was bad most of the live actions i just believe are not good simply because i feel like they're just copying and pasting or whatever Yeah. yeah but the mowgli one the um I don't know what it's called. I remember it as Mowgli. The the kid who's friends with the panther and the bear and the snake. Uh, Jungle Book? Jungle Book. Yeah. yeah. The character's name, I think, is Mowgli. Jungle Book. Thank you for reminding me. I completely blanked on that. But yeah, that was good. <laughs> and I enjoyed that. But besides that one, most of the other ones, I'm like, okay, maybe we should stop doing these live action sequences. Yeah. Like one, what's the one? Cats that had like Taylor Swift in it. I've heard <laughs> that one so bad that I almost want to watch it because I've heard it's just god awful. <laughs> See, this is the thing, right? I did hear that too, and I avoided it because I'm not a Broadway kid, and I just don't know the history of Cats. Mm -hmm. But when I went to look at the cast of Cats and I saw Judy Dench was in there, Mm. I stand Judy Dench. Mm -hmm. Like, so I was like, I could watch this just for Judy Dench. But when they explained to me how bad it was, and the costume design did not help. Also, Taylor Swift being in there, I was like, Taylor Swift (laughs) is in this. They were scraping. (laughs) Like, really? They needed somebody in there as best as they could get it. We Uh, could do a a live watch uh, podcast of cats (laughs) featuring (laughs) Taylor (laughs) Swift. 
<laughs> so I started listening to this podcast called Stronger by Science by Greg Nichols and Eric Trexler. I absolutely oh. love this podcast. Um, so what they do is they break down science articles and debunk myths and they mercilessly roast terrible science publications. <laughs> it's so petty. They go on tangents where they basically roast publications that throw out hot takes and phrase them as hypotheses. <laughs> like for instance, um, they were talking about a paper that introduced this theory of male pattern baldness is a function of the body dissipating heat by losing hair. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and they correlated it to having a beard. They say the beard traps heat in your face and <laughs> your body's then like, well, maybe we'll just lose a little bit of hair off the top so we can dissipate heat better. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's a hot take. And the thing is like, they had data to support this crazy hypothesis. And I was like, causation is not the same thing as yeah. correlation. So the, the two hosts of this podcast are like bodybuilders. So they attack things from the standpoint of health, nutrition, exercise, and they just talk about science. And they one of them has a PhD in kinesiology. But the, the way mm. they walk you through the science is actually pretty legit. That's great. I appreciate when you can find people like that. There's lots of people trying to do that and doing it poorly. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's nothing I hate more than people who do science light. Like if you read a Time article where they try to dumb down some science concept for their readership and they just do an awful job, like everything mm. just gets lost in translation. Yeah. You can still explain it in a way that's interesting and fun to read without having all these overarching conclusions that weren't in the original science. Yeah, no, as someone who works in science communication, it's hard to do, but it's great when you you can do it right it's certainly possible it's possible but i think most people just don't have the range and they, yeah <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't have the range and you know what really hurts me about that is that the, the people who actually end up reading they don't know any better Mm -hmm. And they can't piece together or tear it apart and see, oh, this is what doesn't make sense about this. They just right. read it and like, oh, did you read what Time said about this? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I read it. It doesn't make any sense and you shouldn't believe it either. I'll have to check this out. It sounds really good. The other thing I did is I watched the Netflix movie, I Care A Lot. Have you seen this movie I never? I haven't. It must not have like picked me for the algorithm. I actually haven't even seen it <laughs> pop up. <laughs> It is featuring Diane Wiest and Rosamund Pike. Oh, nice. She played Amy Dunn in Gone Girl and Peter Dinklage. I will say this. Netflix, they heard me and they finally got this right. The plot execution was very satisfying. It was a little predictable because if you've seen movies like Gone Girl, you pretty much expect what the turns are going to be. Mm -hmm. But I didn't mind it at all. The execution was great. The acting was great. The premise is also very interesting. And I don't think this is a spoiler, but just in case, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I'm talking about I Care A Lot on Netflix featuring <laughs> Rosamund Pike and Diane Weiss. But um, the movie is about a court-appointed legal guardian who cares for older people who are not fit to care for themselves and they have no family to do it for them. So the court system essentially just appoints a legal guardian to take over the person's finances, their doctor's appointments, and their estate. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. So <laughs> if the court appoints somebody to take care of all of this, it's a system that's ripe for somebody to scam it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
and Rosamund Pike just basically plays a legal guardian who targets old wealthy people and take over their whole lives essentially and just <laughs> of course shit hits the fan and it's great there's a scene that she was acting across Diane Weist but the thing is I forgot that Diane Weist I thought she only had one Academy Award she has two that woman has the range <laughs> and when I watched this movie I was like this is why this lady has two Oscars there's a scene where she's supposed to be hopped up on drugs in an old folks home and she's oh. sitting there and the way she plays it she's slurring but she's not slurring too much she's slurring just the right amount the way she tilts her head she got it right and i was like this woman gets it she gets it so yeah the acting was great the plot execution is wonderful and satisfying netflix i want to see more of this please do better from here on out so the topic we'll be discussing today is fitness and exercise i am certainly not qualified to discuss this topic but i will speak with authority and conviction and you will love it <laughs> you will <Yes>. love it <laughs> eat it up um, um but i will say the concept of fitness is weird like at what point in human civilization did we incorporate fitness and exercise as necessary components for a healthy lifestyle like evolutionary speaking if you were fit it means that it came as a result of participating in necessary activities and not the other way, other way around. Um, right. Say, for instance, if you hunt or swing from trees or repeatedly run from predators, the result is that you are fit to perform those activities, which are necessary for your survival. However, in modern civilization, <laughs> the concept of exercise is not necessarily for survival, but instead we are fit just for the sake of being fit or for aesthetic reasons or to do what we believe will extend our lifespan. Yeah. I think in terms of like the whole definition of being fit it kind of throws the whole thing into like a weird tailspin because we're we're way past that now um yeah it is really weird yeah you don't see like a cheetah running laps to stay good at cardio like <laughs> that would be a comical thing to see <laughs> exactly yeah it's weird now if we think about it fitness requirements are different for other animals like you just said the fattest bears are the most fit because they are better able to survive long hibernation periods meanwhile the fattest humans are at risk for other health complications not to mention i've seen extremely muscular bodybuilders who can't run a mile or even lift heavy objects that aren't ergonomically shaped to fit in their palm so they just don't have the technique to lift randomly shaped heavy objects so what's the point <laughs> if you can deadlift 400 pounds or you can bench 350 but you can't lift an oak wood desk yeah what was the reason right what was the reason <laughs> <laughs> what was the reason it's like that scene remember that scene in batman where his house is burning and a huge log that holds the ceiling falls on him and mm. he kind of just stays there and he can't lift it. And the sassy butler, I love. What's his name? <laughs> he plays Alfred. Sir Michael Caine. Um, yeah, no, played by Michael Caine. And Michael Caine, as Alfred walks over and he's like, what's the point of all those bloody push-ups you do if you can't even lift a bloody log? I was like, <laughs> get him. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, why are you deadlifting and bench pressing and doing all that stuff if you can't? lift regular heavy stuff right it's like it's totally divorced now from just being healthy and being able to like do the things you need to do to go about your life effectively there yeah. are people who don't look fit according to our standards who are perfectly healthy and strong and then people like you said who look like these super muscly people who are right. super specialized so like not any sort of well-rounded it's such a construct now of like what 
fitness is versus what health is. I mean, I'm neither, so. Same. <laughs> <laughs> the older we get, the more difficult it is to stay fit. Some of this has to do with the changes in our activities as we progress in our different phases of life. Say for instance, being fit in college is more manageable because you walk around everywhere and you travel to distant locations where your attendance is required and maybe you don't have a car or maybe you have time to participate in Frisbee or you go to the gym often. Yep. But after college, <laughs> Mama, <laughs> don't nobody got time for that. Like after nope. college, everything changes drastically. You probably do most of your work in one location. You drive everywhere and mm -hmm. you just don't have the time to dedicate to gym workouts or playing frisbee or doing all the other stuff that would have kept you fit in college. At that point, you just transition from an active lifestyle to a sedentary lifestyle and you just have to make it make sense. Yep. In college, I did dance as like an extracurricular. So I did that for like multiple hours a week. I walked many miles a day because I think I lived like two, <laughs> at least two of the four years I was there, I lived more than a mile from our campus. Yeah. And like I walked to bars, I walked to restaurants. Senior year when I was <laughs> just taking senior year classes, I took fitness courses for, <laughs> for credit. <laughs> like I, <laughs> Between the like leaving that lifestyle and getting older, it just falls off a cliff. I still think about how crazy that college lifestyle, if I lived that again, I would be so exhausted. Oh my God. Like more exhausted than I already am. <laughs> because like you said, we used, we used to walk everywhere. I will say I walk a lot more now that I live in a city. So like I moved to DC about a year ago from the suburbs of Connecticut where like you can't there's nothing worthwhile unless you drive 25 minutes. <laughs> so like uh, if I drove everywhere, I didn't get any exercise, but now there's actually stuff within walking distance. So it's nothing like the scale of college, but I will say I get right. more exercise here than I did, but now I'm 29. So it's not, <laughs> it takes a lot more. <laughs> oh, but just talking about fitness as you're aging, obviously it takes more, but there's such a difference when you look at older, older people, the difference in their their whole health and their whole lifestyle is crazy different depending on how active they are. Right. Like there are people who are not that old who just act and look old because they're so sedentary. And then there's people mm. like my father-in-law is in his 80s and I can never remember he's in his 80s because he walks all over and he hikes and he'll like jump up and grab you anything when you need some. I feel like it makes a big difference the older you get. I'm terrified of that because exercise is actually a chore. <laughs> if you mm. think about it, unless you actually enjoy an activity as as an hobby, the intentional act of subjecting your body to physical exertion Ugh. and exhaustion, it's like, why? <laughs> why? Why? Ugh. I don't enjoy it. Why am I doing this? <laughs> oh. And also, I feel like exercise cut and dry is a luxury of the able-bodied, mm -hmm. really. Um, because I remember at some point I had a broken hip and I couldn't bike. Mm -hmm. It was extremely, extremely frustrating. I had crutches. Crutches are so hard. People don't realize this. Oh like, my crutches God. are the worst. I, I hurt my knee a few years back while I was in grad school. So I went to like university health services and they gave me crutches and I was on the other side of campus and I had never used crutches before. And I was like, I'll just crutch my way back to my building. <laughs> oh my God. 
I was sweating. My palms were bruised. I was like, I don't have the arm strength for this. I don't have the stamina for this. And my fucking knee hurts. Like, <laughs> help. But yeah, I remember trying to trying to exercise during that time. Because I was like, what do I do? I feel like everything in my lower body is out. So I'd try and find, especially cardio. I was like, I can lift uh -huh. like weights with my arms. But I was like, how can I get any cardio with my knee screwed up? And I right. was like scouring YouTube for seated cardio <laughs> videos. Because I was like, there's... <laughs> like rowing and stuff. But like yeah. with rowing, you also need your knees. Right. And I was yeah. like, these videos have to exist. But there were like three on YouTube. Like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. which is what i mean like it, it's such a privilege like being mm -hmm. able to exercise and work out it's because you are able-bodied people who aren't able-bodied mm -hmm. like it's so much more difficult which is why when i see the you know when they have the olympics for people who are differently abled mm -hmm. i'm like i know that shit is difficult mm -hmm. i know that has to be difficult it must it really is such a chore and it's so hard just because it's good for me doesn't mean i want to oh that's not enough yeah, motivation no. for me <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's really not and the amount of dedication and discipline it takes because i can psych myself up to do one workout mm -hmm. but to come back tomorrow and do it and the day after and the day after and the day after yeah if i do it for three days in a row i've done a good thing on the fourth yeah. day i'm like let's stop this forever we're not coming back Yep. We're not. <laughs> I'm actually not a gym person. I hate going to the gym. Yeah. But I remember in college, I had a few people on, on my floor who worked out. And our RA was like, oh, yeah, let's make it like a floor activity. Let's all go work out. My dumbass was like, oh, this got to be easy. Like, <laughs> these people are doing it. I'm sure I can do it. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it was a struggle. I got through like yep. 45 minutes of it. My whole body hurt for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was like places that i didn't even know existed were hurting i was like yeah this place under the back of my rib cage but like i didn't use that for anything <laughs> why does it hurt yeah it was oof, that was rough and i never went back that was the end of that like i did it one time and i was like goodbye yeah <laughs> and oh, never went you. back i try and find i've been trying lately to find ways i can exercise and listen to a podcast or something just because like i can't but then if it's intense enough exercise which it should be because i'm trying to do more cardio it's like i can't focus on that but it's like i'm doing enough activity that i can't focus on like podcast but i'm not doing enough to keep me entertained <laughs> i ordered a stationary bike it hasn't gotten here yet but i'm actually really excited about it because if all works well what i intend to do is put on a tv show and i know that for the duration of the time that this entertainment piece runs i have to continue cycling mm. so yeah it, that'll like hopefully for i'm trying to reason my way but i could get yeah. the bike and just never use it honestly yeah. um you know what i mean but yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like if, if it's gonna take an hour for like this podcast or this tv show or whatever i can cycle and if i do it for an hour that means i would have done my cardio for at least half a day and then i'll worry about the other half some other way i'm not very good at self-guided workouts like that though like, i just i just slack off i don't I'm like on the bike, but I'm like, eh, I don't want to go any faster. <laughs> I mean, here, isn't this enough? <laughs> it, is, it is difficult to do self-guided anything. I'm just like, I don't want to do it in the first place. I'm yeah. only doing it because <laughs> I'm trying to be fit. But no, I think that's a sign of how good your life has gotten. Hmm. Let me put it to you this way. The reason why I was fit in college is not because I enjoyed the exercise activities. <laughs> It was because I was just struggling so much mm. that I had no choice but to be fit. 
Yeah. I had to walk every place. I had to get there in record time. Yeah. And I just had to keep <laughs> running from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Mm -hmm. So I just was fit as a result of that. Yep. Now I can do pretty much most of my analysis from my desk at home. I don't have to leave home and I don't have to go run 12 blocks to get a meal because I can order DoorDash to deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> or I can hop in the car and go pick up if they don't deliver. Yep. I do not need to ride the bike. I do mm -hmm. not need to walk the miles. I just don't need to do it. So right. I'm like, yeah, this is a testament to how good my life has gotten. But mm -hmm. the downside is I'm not fit. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe I should kind of pare my life back down to like simulate what it was like in college where I just like artificially force myself to struggle. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, okay, I, I won't use the car for the next month. I'll just leave the car and I'll figure out can I do things that I used to do in college to go around my errands like I would have if I the car just wasn't here? <laughs> you know I'm going to slack off and not yeah. follow through with it. But anyway, that's the point I wanted to make on that. Yeah, having flashbacks trying to walk to the bus stop with arms of groceries and then struggling onto the bus with all the groceries and then still having to walk on the <laughs> other end of the bus. Like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> and trying to get off. First of all, and you know for a fact, if there are no seats on the bus and you had groceries, you oh, had to God. figure out a way to hold onto a pole when the bus starts. Yeah. Moving. And the part that I thought was extra hilarious, because you and I know this struggle from college. When you got off the bus with your bag of groceries, you had to make sure that when you hit the curb, you didn't hit the curb too quickly or too fast. Because if you agitated the plastic bags, oh God. your food would spill out onto the sidewalk and you had to do the thing where you're scurrying after a bell pepper. <laughs> oh a my bell pepper. God, we suffered. We suffered. And the thing is like, oh back God. then if I went grocery shopping, I didn't like, I didn't have the common sense to just take a grocery bag that I could zip up or something. Yeah. I just go get the plastic bags. And if that bag ripped on the bus, I was just like, well, well, this is this is it <laughs> and then i finally got smart like closer to senior year i would do several grocery runs right but like mm -hmm. i'd maybe I, I know that i need x amount of ingredients on monday and then i don't have to go until thursday so i'd take a backpack and i'd empty mm -hmm. it out and i'd get on my bike so i'd go get the groceries but before i get on the bike i'll arrange it into the backpack and put it on my bag and then like cycle home but even that was <laughs> ooh. but that's what i mean like yeah. that would keep you fit yeah i was about to say i can't even ride a bike now much less with a like a weight on your back basically and the thing is some of the groceries wouldn't fit in my backpack so i'd hang like a, another bag on either end of my handlebars now now you have to realize that <sighs> there's an extra weight on your body but the center of the the mass is not distributed on your body now it's distributed on the frame of the bicycle mm -hmm. so you had to be extra intentional oh about how you pedaled so you don't kick a, a bag and you had to turn <laughs> the handlebars very gently all of that will keep you Fit. So what kind of music do you listen to when you exercise? Um, it depends on the day, but often it's, I actually have a Spotify playlist that I put together called Ludafit. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Ludafit. <laughs> because Ludacris was the inspiration for it, but it's just all this <laughs> terrible early 2000s rap. It's like Ludacris, like Nelly, <laughs> Usher. It's so bad. It's really... I don't know what it is about that, but that's I was about to say like I don't work out But like when I get on the bike, I will find the most aggressive hip-hop song mm -hmm. The one where like the the beats are loud and fast and they pump yep. and somebody's cursing at somebody I'm like, that's the one mm. right there That's the only thing I could bike to because like yeah I see these people who lift weights <laughs> and you get close to them to hear what's in their headphones And it's classical music and I'm yeah. like, you are a sociopath <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> 
this so is not the appropriate music for this. <laughs> or I'll just listen to like Britney Spears work bitch on repeat. <laughs> just <laughs> that that is the song. Britney Spears work bitch. Doesn't matter what workout you're doing. Mm-hmm. The beats per minute will fit with anything. You're jogging, you are running, you are cycling. Even when you are lifting, it's just, it's the one. It's I perfect. don't lift, so I wouldn't know. But I feel <laughs> yeah. like it, it would be the one. Exercise injury becomes more of a thing the older you get. Like, yeah, in, in college, I would twist my ankle yeah. cycling wrong or hitting the pedal and then like yeah. getting on a bump in the road. And like, I just give it like half a day, a full day. Yeah. Like, it'd be fair. And I just get on the bike the next day. If I pull that nonsense now, and I could, oh back then, I would bike with any type of shoe. Whatever shoe I was wearing that yeah. day is what I bike with, honestly. Yeah. Now, I have if I have to be any place and I'm biking to that place, the pair of shoes that I'm going to wear when I get there has to be in a bag. Yeah. Because I'm not biking in the, like, I'm not twisting anything. It's going to be the sneakers that I bike with, and when I get there, mm-hmm. I can put the dress shoes on, but I'm not doing the thing where I wear the dress shoes. <laughs> I have no ankle support, nothing, no, and no. I just twist something. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, exercise injury is, yep. oh, God. Yeah, like I've got real bad knees now, so I that was something I anticipating having at like 50, but apparently that happens when you're like 25. <laughs> Twi- <laughs> I hurt myself, so this is the same knee injury earlier with the crutches. I hurt my knee tripping off a curb. <laughs> I tripped off the curb and fell backwards and caught myself, but I hyperextended my knee when I did it. And I found out as a result, it never quite healed properly. And apparently I have what this doctor eloquently described as a uh, wiggly kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> That is a social media handle if I ever saw one. At wiggly wiggly kneecaps. kneecaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my knee goes at a wrong angle. God forbid someone tries to make me do like a jump lunge. That's not happening anymore because my kneecaps are like, whoop, we'll just go over here. Now my knee is screwed up for the next two days. I told you I I was doing like a a running thing every Monday with the Baltimore. Shout out to a a tribe called Run in Baltimore. I stopped that nonsense. (laughs) I stopped it. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. I love those people dearly. It's a great time. But my shins, because I've always had shin splints, but they came back. They always come back. You can never get rid of them. Right. But I, I have no means to, like, I can't. I, I compress them, they stay. Like, I, I don't compress them, they stay. Mm-hmm. And they it's not the case where they go away. It, it, it'll gradually get worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love this, but I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Also, for work reasons, like, they slapped on recurring meetings around the same time. Oh. So I was like, well, I can't do this. Oh. I, have, I have a good excuse to not do it, yeah. but I really didn't <laughs> want to do it before, so. I hate running. I've heard all the people be like, well, you just have to get into it and you'll get the, like, runner's high. I really tried. Right. I honestly, I gave it a try. So my husband did uh, track and field in, in high school, so he tried to help me get into it. And I was like... <laughs> first of all we're running and he goes you set the pace and I was like okay so I'm running and I look over and he's literally like walking like he's pretending to run for my (laughs) sake but the pace I have set for him is walking (laughs) and I'm struggling I'm struggling and struggling and I was like I have to stop for a second I feel like I'm gonna throw up and he was like yeah yeah, just throw up we'll keep going I was like what excuse me yeah no yeah that's the mindset of a runner no 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 No, no, no. Oh, I hate it. I used to run. I fucking hate running. <laughs> I understand. But like that, the runner's high thing, though, when you when you are fortunate enough to get it, though, it's like the weirdest thing in the world. Hmm. Nothing hurts. 
Like you, you could literally be hurting and limping and limping and limping, and at some point, it's like you just hit a brick. Yeah. And then nothing hurts. <laughs> it just feels like you are running on clouds, and like everything is great, huh. and you could just keep going. <laughs> like you could keep going, but I, that don't that has only happened a few times. The rest of the time, it doesn't come, and I'm just miserable. So I'm like, maybe not. I also hate lifting weights. <laughs> all exercise, really, honestly. If we have to talk real. <laughs> I hate all exercise. <laughs> But I especially hate lifting weights because it's the most boring, mindless form of exercise. Yeah. And not to mention, I hate the sound of pounding metal. Oh, my God. So, you know, that heavy clink clink. Mm-hmm. And especially if you go to the gym and there's like those gym bros. Oh, my God. Who just, and they, they just throw things on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate that sound. <laughs> oh. And they just do it like you hear it. And then five seconds later, somebody else does it again. You hear it again. Yeah. I, I can't do that. I, I hate that yeah. environment. I really, I really hate that too. Although I've got, I've warmed up a little bit to lifting weights, mostly because in grad school, we were unionized and we actually had great benefits. Shout out to unions. <laughs> <laughs> One of the benefits we had was like a $200 a year wellness stipend. Um, that you could spend oh. on like any kind of like gym memberships or anything. So also because it was a college campus, they had kinesiology undergrads working as personal trainers for like pennies because nobody pays undergrads money. They pay them an experience. Right. <laughs> Fuck undergrads. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had this like undergrad personal trainer because between the like wellness stipend and the fact that they don't pay undergrads, I could actually afford it because I was so intimidated by all the weights in the gym. I don't, I would just stand over there and they're dropping the weights weights and the noises are loud and I don't know how much weight to lift and I'm just like ah help me I don't I don't know what I'm doing so what I like about it is that that's definitely an exercise I can do while like listening to a podcast or listening to music Uh, because there's rest in between and it's you you lift the things and it's like it it is mindless but that way I can like do something else but it's still not I don't (laughs) don't love it I don't definitely I don't just love like Pick this thing up ten times in a row. Wait for a minute. Pick yeah. it up ten more times. You know what I mean? Down. It's like, so it's so dumb. Like yeah. you just lift and drop, lift and drop, lift and drop. Like yeah. you're not running. You're not uh, cycling through a nice park. You're not like seeing trees. You're just there doing this yeah. dumb rote task. Oh, I hate cardio. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so. <laughs> I need to do it. I like. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have high cholesterol. I'm so sorry. My doctor was like, I was like, oh, like I've cut like red meat out of my diet. Like I'm really trying. He was like, you need to do cardio. I struggle. And I tried so many different types of cardio to try and find something that is fun enough to distract me. So this one time I tried, oh God, it was such a disaster. But I was home alone because I never would have done this around people. But I tried this workout <laughs> called called Cardioki, where... No. Where <laughs> the cardio is, you're doing like aerobics, but you sing karaoke along with it because you're like using your lungs to sing and doing the workout. That sounds painful. Oh my god, it was the biggest struggle of my whole life. Of my whole life, I'm literally sitting there and I'm singing like, Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? And then they're like, trying to like motivate them and the trainer is like look at ethel here ethel just had a hip replacement and like ethel is like 60 years old singing like don't you wish your girlfriend like with her hips just going what the fuck like ethel's <laughs> not ethel being 60 singing don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me 
she was. She was leaving me in the dust. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's just no winning. That was my first and last experience with karaoke. <laughs> I always thought Zumba was the dumbest thing because they just make you dance to this music and the dance moves are kind of stupid and clunky and awkward. They're not mm -hmm. like... And I signed up for one Zumba class at that fancy-ass gym. <laughs> when I tell you that class is supposed to be an hour long and on minute eight, I had had it. <laughs> I have never been so out of breath in my life. And I, I cycle. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. It just, it felt like my body was stuck in quicksand after minute eight. Mm. I was like, this can't be real. And the, the instructor was like, this is your first time, isn't it? Huh? Oh. And I was like, how could you tell? <laughs> Called out. Oh. <laughs> he was like, will you be back next week? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> You will not see me here again. I never went back. It hurt so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he was trying to like, you know how like all the trainers are. They'll try to like encourage you. Like, oh, don't worry. After like the fifth time, it really does get better. You just have to keep coming. And I understand that. And I know it is true. Mm -hmm. But like, this is painful. Yeah. And I don't even enjoy it. And the music you have is not even the kind of music that I vibe to. I'm right. not coming back. Right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Zumba more than I'd like to admit to myself because it's like so corny. And the dance moves are just like, again, I hate exercise, but it's one of the ones that I hate a little less than some other forms of exercise. So I've done a lot of yoga when I'm not too high strung. I feel like yoga is supposed to calm you down when you're high strung, but if I'm too high strung, I can't do it at all. Like, I just can't, like, I <laughs> I just can't focus. The They're like, I don't, yeah. I do not have the patience for it. But if I'm like a little lower energy, like I like a yoga workout, I like the sort of the stretch and the flow and all of that. I've done kickboxing before, not actual kickboxing, but like a kickboxing wow. fitness class. And that was actually enjoyable. It was really great for getting frustration out. It was great. I actually did that. This was a weird a weird summer all around, but I did a summer internship and they housed all the interns in a hotel for the summer. The whole summer we lived in a hotel. It was odd, but the hotel was attached to a gym and it was a benefit of being in the, it wasn't like the hotel gym. It was a regular gym but people staying at the hotel could use the gym. So I got to use the gym all summer and they did kickboxing classes. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't mind Pilates too much. I've been to yoga classes where I'm like, this was not a workout. I've just been laying here breathing for 45 minutes. Mm. And then I've been to yoga classes where they're like, all right, if you want to like go into a headstand and like split your legs open from the headstand and flip over backwards and stand up and then go on your uh -uh. side, I'm like, ah. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. Oh, like, I don't know. If you've ever been in a yoga class, like, there's this pose, this child's pose, where you're just like, in a ball, but with your arms, like, out in front of you, and it's, like, sort of the default. Uh -huh. They're like, if you can't handle what's going on, just, like, go into child's pose. <laughs> I'll be in those glasses. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. I'm just, just gonna uh -huh. go back to child's pose. You know how people would say, oh, as a kid, I was flexible, and I grew out of it? I was mm -hmm. never flexible. <laughs> like, I was born, and that was just the end. Yeah. I was never flexible. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to stretch enough to at least learn how to do the split. Mm -hmm. When I tell you I was at it for maybe a full week, I might not have been able to stretch my my legs more than like half a meter apart. <laughs> and I was like, that has to be it. 
that has to be it. I can't do this. Yeah. This is the end. Um, <laughs> this is the so, end. And that's the one. I wish I were more flexible. I think some of flexibility is just straight physiological too, because I was a dancer from the age of like five. I did dance classes. I did them very seriously, like several hours a week. I danced through high school, through college. I've done yoga. I've never been able to do a split. <laughs> never. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know that's where you were going with that. I thought you were about to say, that's why I can do this split. No. Nope. <laughs> You're like, no, that that does not mean I can do this. Split. Nope. Right. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. I still can't do a split. <laughs> it's like swimming. I, I can't swim. And mm. I've tried several times. <laughs> and I just keep telling myself, honestly, what's the worst that'll happen? Just don't go near a big body of water unsupervised. Like... <laughs> oh, you mean at all? I thought you meant for exercise. No, no, no. I cannot swim, period. Oh. I don't float in water. Oh, no. I do not float in water. It's the weirdest thing. People huh. like say to me, oh, you just let go and you float. Literally, I do that and I sink. There is, And they're just like, oh, this is because you're tense. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking tense. It's just my body gets in the water. And for whatever reason, I'm denser than water. Oh, I get in and I sink. That's it. That's it. So I can't oh, swim. God. And I'm like that. I should. And people are like, you know how people will say, oh, let's go to the beach. I'm like, no, you go ahead. I will sit on the shore. You go ahead and swim in the water. Because, like, I know I can't swim. Mm. That's just asking to be carried away. Like, <laughs> And that's what I mean. Me learning how to do the split, when is that skill going to be useful for my survival? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not. It's not a useful skill. So I'm like, I would like to be able to be flexible, but is that really going to stop me from living my best life? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, like, who's going to see me doing this? Like, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not a drag queen on yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race doing a shablam. Like, <laughs> this is not an important skill for my life. I enjoy biking. You know that pure, because as a kid, that joy you get rolling down a hill on a bicycle. I love that. You're like, you don't know what this is. <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually really dislike biking. I almost broke my wrist. I think I fractured it, but I didn't like no. fully break it. Just like flying down a hill on a bike and I just like didn't like it and never got back into it. That that's the trauma that'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, I've trauma. fallen off the bike several I fell off my bike four days ago. <laughs> oh, this is a stupid story. <laughs> so whenever I bike like in any direction on the road i i try to cheat my way so i bike on the street if there's a bike lane mm -hmm. or if i know that in the next two blocks there are red lights and no car is going to catch up to me i get on the road and i just fly mm. now the problem is if there are cars on the street i cheat because i know that i can't compete with them they're just gonna i i drive too so i know if i see a cyclist who's not i will be really upset with them so i kind of cheat half and half and i go on the sidewalk but when i'm on the sidewalk and it's winter out and i have gloves on i have this habit even though i have gloves on i don't want my hands to get cold so right. i just kind of sort of take my hands off the handlebar <laughs> or if i have to i'll just like put one hand close to a handlebar just in case i have to like grab the brakes or whatever and i put the other arm in my coat pocket as i'm just biking <laughs> down the street and the weirdest thing happened it was like a fucking twilight zone <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know if there was ice, but it was like 37 or almost 38 degrees. There shouldn't have been ice. All of it should have melted. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't cold enough. But like, it might have been crosswinds too. I don't know. Something lifted my front wheel off the ground. I had no traction. And of course, the front wheel is a steering wheel. So I couldn't control the bike. Right. So I was waiting for the, the front wheel to catch traction again so I can hit the brakes. And I didn't. And the bike just fucking hits the... There's like a railing on the side of the sidewalk. Oh, but like there's like a... 
it hits and luckily for whatever reason like i can't even explain to you how my reflexes caught this i jumped off the bike landed on my feet and the bike just rails into the thing i was like this could have ended poorly so of course i'm like okay because i couldn't it's not the case where you saw what happened like the bike just lost traction for no reason it wasn't like i hit a puddle or something it was none of that it was a sidewalk so of course i get on the bike and i start biking back home and of course the front tire is flat completely flat oh, and i had to no. take it too but like I, f I fell on the bike like maybe some four months ago before that too but am i going to stop riding that bike i will keep riding it i am petrified of riding a bike in the street with cars like how do you do that i'm like Ugh. i don't know i don't and i i think about it so i'm like this is not a logical thing i should be afraid of this but i don't know i must be stubborn for whatever reason because i just <laughs> i just go yeah. And the other thing is, when I drive and I see somebody who's on a, on a bicycle and they have the knee pads, the shoulder pads, the elbow pads, the helmet, mm -hmm. the thing, I avoid that person. <laughs> because people who usually have that much gear, it just means that they don't know what they're doing. Mm. And they will miss a step and fuck everything up for you. So <laughs> I avoid them. But if I see somebody who is like in a wispy t-shirt and like they're not even touching <laughs> their handlebar and they have like headphones on and they look like they are not even paying attention i trust that person because i know i just know that, that that person for them to be doing all of that has to know intuitively how to work that bicycle mm. and sometimes you see them it looks like they're not going fast but they are flying really flying it just looks like they're doing nothing but the bike is going but i think that's the thing i kind of gauge i know that from a, if i'm going already like maybe a 20 or 25 almost 30 miles an hour down like a street mm -hmm. For a car to catch up to me from, like, if there's a red light and they're at a complete standstill, mm -hmm. they would need to go at least half a block to reach that 30 mile per hour to reach me. Mm -hmm. So if I see that these folks are stopped at a red light, I can fly. And before they catch up to me, it'll take them, like, two blocks. Mm. That road for those two blocks is entirely mine. Mm. They can't catch me. Now, when they start to catch up and, like, it's all green, 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 green light, I get the fuck off because I know they will catch me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So I kind of gauge it. I can do it on the street if I have to. And if it's a downhill, it's even easier. I don't have to do as much work. Yeah. So, but it is scary though. I think most people should. I used to have a friend who used to travel with a bag of quarters <laughs> on his bike. He was petty as fuck. This is in Pittsburgh. <laughs> if you try, because cars will like rail you off the road. Right. Because they know they have the advantage. They're bigger and so what he would do is he'd put a bag of quarters on the bike. And if you got close to him to try to do that, he would swing that bag of quarters at ah. your car. He would dent. Honestly, he was petty. He would dent your car. He would break your headlights. He just would fuck your shit up. So oh if you saw him swinging a bag of quarters at you, you would avoid him. <laughs> right. So I don't do that because bag, of, bag quarters. of quarters are heavy. But yeah, no, he used to do that. I was petty. Biking is fun. I enjoy it. The wind whipping past your face, rolling down a hill. That's fun to me. So I don't mind doing that. But the other thing I've seen is people look like they are having such a blast when they go to a park and they are playing with their pets. So either they're running with their pet or they're throwing something for their pets to catch and then they run the other way. It's like stuff like that. You see them, they look like they're having the best time ever. And I know that's exercise for them and the pet. So that I, if I had a pet, I would totally do that. Like a dog, I would do that. Yeah, we have a dog. We actually just took him to the dog park today. It's a lot of fun. They're just so happy. It's adorable. <laughs> I know some dogs too, though, that, uh, well, not know, because I don't, I don't really know dogs, but um, <laughs> I know some people who have pets and their pet just don't 
do anything. <laughs> you would throw that thing, and they're like, you go get it yourself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. That's how my uh, my family's dogs are. They like you throw it, and they're like, why? If you wanted it, right. then why did you throw it? <laughs> <laughs> That was stupid of you. <laughs> if I were a pet, that's exactly what I'd be thinking. Oh but should we discuss the whole supplements and crystals and minerals? Oh, God. Because yeah. I have some thoughts about this. Like, you know how people take creatine uh, or HMB, beta-alanine, omega-3 fatty acids, and people who think that those amethyst rocks is <laughs> going to make your exercise life better. <laughs> Not the amethyst I'm like, rocks. <laughs> what the fuck do you think that amethyst rock is going to do for you? <laughs> They're yeah. like, yeah, this is going to center my whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, sis, like, uh, go off. Yeah. <laughs> but physically speaking, that will not help your exercise regimen a bit. But maybe there's a placebo effect there or something. So if it's working for them, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying there's no data to suggest this. It doesn't make any kind of sense. And I feel like that's such an easy way to scam people because people all want shortcuts for fitness. I say people like, <laughs> I, mean, I'd I wish. I'm but... one of them. <laughs> right. But I like we know that that's not it. There are no shortcuts. You just have to work. The other, the other thing I was going to say is there's this trend on TikTok now where people get these rings. And have you seen this? No. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. They get the rings and they're made of um, iron ore. <laughs> and they say the, the ring absorbs bad vibes. And when it's absorbed enough, oh. it breaks. This is the best marketing scheme oh I have God. heard of in my life. Oh God. People who sell these rings, the rings are flying off their shelves. Oh, God. Because it's 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 not refined iron iron, mm -hmm. so it's very brittle. So if you smack it against anything, it cracks instantly. So they're like, oh, it has absorbed all the bad vibes. Time to go back. And somebody's <laughs> posting on like Twitter saying, I've only had this ring for half a day. I can't believe I had that much bad vibes because it broke almost. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm like you fucking idiots i can't believe it oh sometimes i just have to I admire just, <laughs> just have to admire it it's i mean like it's horrible to, like oh my god like oh i wish i could find an easy way to scam people out of their money <laughs> it would be the thing is the people who sell these rings to are kind of like ethically speaking we tell them like oh this is made of iron ore it's not very durable so like mm -hmm. it will break and they're like oh it's because of bad vibes anyway bad vibes <laughs> oh god Sidebar, I was reading that standing on one foot while you wait to order your drink at the bar is a legit form of exercise. I swear to God, <laughs> I wanted to fling my phone when I read this. Like, I was like, are you serious? The internet bloggers will reach for useless bullet points just to round out their list. Because, you know, if they say, here are 10 things you can do when they yeah. reach number nine and there's nothing else, like... How can we throw in a 10th one? Stand on one foot when you order your drink. Like, there are other forms of exercise that people do participate in that don't involve standing on one foot when you order your drink. By the way, let's talk about CrossFit. <laughs> let's talk about CrossFit. People who do fucking CrossFit, they will not shut up about CrossFit. They won't. They will talk about it. In fact, to me, it sounds like a cult. It really does. Because they will, sh they will, not, they will try to recruit you for Oh. years on end mm -hmm. and they won't shut up about it they're like you know i do crossfit right i was like yeah uh in the 10 minutes we've been talking you've mentioned it five times so <laughs> yes 
I know you do CrossFit. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yep. Like, what do they do to them at CrossFit? I'm curious, but I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to go, I don't want to go there with those people. I, but like, <laughs> what? Do they I mean, they're do? fit, so I it must be working, and I, I, I like maybe I should get in on it. But like the whole incessant, like you talk to them and they won't shut up about the CrossFit. Like mm-hmm. you mean, and they pretty much like make the CrossFit now their personality. Yeah. The CrossFit becomes their personality. I'm like, wow, this is your life now. <laughs> but there's also something called the unworkout theory, which I kind of agree with, but I don't think needs to be like, it's not profound enough to be a standalone theory. Like, it's just common sense. And it's pretty much like you find the playful physical activity that you enjoyed as a kid and you just do them as an adult. So, you know, if, if you were a kid and you played hopscotch and you really enjoyed hopscotch, It'll be ridiculous to play hopscotch as a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old. But this is what this theory is about. Like, you find the thing that gave you joy as a kid, and hopefully it still gives you joy now as an adult, and you just do it. Mm. But I was also thinking about it, like, this is not a practical thing. Because all the, you know, monkey bars you played with at, like, the park and the children's park, Mm -hmm. if you are a 40-year-old man doing monkey bars with the kids... I swear to God, they are calling the police on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just look like a predator. It's not a practical approach. You can't right. do monkey bars at the park as an adult. It just no. doesn't Or You know what? Maybe I should start a whole thing, buy a plot of land, <laughs> and make it an adult children's park where like children are not allowed only adults <laughs> and then i make monkey bars there yeah but there are also those those gyms that have like the in the indoor trampolines that people just go and jump for like hours oh. i think that's a workout oh and, yeah. Yeah, yeah i forget what they're called but they're pretty much trampolines that are large and they're indoors so right you just go jump for hours and it's fun i've never been but i would like to go it sounds like fun i went i was not amused <laughs> i mean i was amused <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how how bad was it? I mean, everyone else seemed to enjoy it. I just like I was like, oh, let me like this is fun. Like bounce from trampoline to trampoline. Da da da. Then I was like, okay, <laughs> it's getting old now. <laughs> like what? What now? <laughs> like so, where do you go for workouts? And do you like the group classes? I don't work out. <laughs> I just don't. Um, go to nowhere to not work out. I go nowhere. And I do not, and like I kind of pretend that the 10 minutes of biking I do to get to work because I, I don't take the car to work. Mm-hmm. Um, the 10 minutes of biking to get to work and the 10 minutes back, I'm like, yeah, that's exercise. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not. Like, <laughs> I know it's not. But I think I would like a group class. I just haven't got, found one that I really like. Right. And also, I've always wanted to do pole dancing as a form of exercise. <gasps> yes. And if there were a pole dancing class, I bet you if I found one, I would pay for it and I would go. Oh, my that God. That seems to, to me sounds like fun. Yes. I would love to do that. I bet that would be so fun. We'll have to do it I one would, day. Yeah. Let, if I find one, I'll let you know. And if it's like equidistant to both of us, like it's smack in the middle, let's go. It'll yes. be fun, I think. We'll <laughs> do it. We'll report back. <laughs> I like the group classes because I don't, like, I don't have to think about what to do. They tell me what to do. And I feel like I can't get lazy because all the people are there. But those suckers are expensive. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, they are expensive. So I tend to just do, like, I actually really like YouTube workouts. Because um, there's actually, there's ah. tons of them. And they're free. And, they, you know, they guide you through it. And I feel like once you, like, figure out which ones you like, like, a bunch of them have, like 
dozens, hundreds of workout videos. So I did one of those one time and it was one of those um, agility training ones because I was like, yeah, this is the most practical one for me. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need to be able to lift things. I need to be able to move my body efficiently and quickly. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, especially when I'm biking and and like, it's like, this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Need agility for when your front wheel of your bike (laughs) levitates. (laughs) You need to leap off of it. I need to, exactly. I need to be able to distribute my weight quickly and efficiently. Yeah, no, I I took that class and it was a one hour class. I did 20 minutes. And that was when I thought I was like 80 or 70 percent of my peak fitness of my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, oh, I was I was in already good enough shape to have done this. I couldn't do more than 20 minutes. I was like, wow, this is actually really difficult. Mm. It is very difficult. So I, I yeah, I stopped oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it did what it was supposed to do it really did like i felt that it was working mm. but I, I just was too i couldn't commit it was too much oh man <laughs> have you ever been to a trx class at a gym what is a trx class well i found out the hard way <laughs> <laughs> did you I go just, my god what was it <laughs> I, I just thought it was like a some kind of like cardio like boot camp whatever class and i go and there's these like giant apparatuses like hanging from the ceiling like these huge like straps and stuff Uh and it's like apparently the trx is this whole apparatus and the whole workout is on these things and you're like i don't even know how to describe it but it's like multi-purpose you like pull, pull it with your hands and you face backwards and hang from these straps and then you put your feet in the straps and it was like all of these people who had been doing trx for a really long time i didn't even know what it was i was struggling so hard it was really i was like it is actually it stands for a total body resistance exercise yeah that sounds hard it was not good it was not good oh my god and i was so unprepared yeah that sounds painful (laughs) you actually showed up like i have no idea what this is but let's try it I'm I'm looking at it now and oh no 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 no, no. I, I wouldn't do this this is, this is this is this is above me Had I known <laughs> I would not have <laughs> I would not have So when do you exercise <laughs> Never <laughs> This is like a catch 22 But I keep trying to like exercise in the morning because like in theory I'm like okay like I'll exercise first thing knock it out then I can be like guilt free the rest of the day like I exercised right. like good for me but I am not a morning person. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> so I try and work out in the morning, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't even want to be awake, like much less moving. Like, right. so I hate working out in the morning. But then after work, I'm like, all day, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna exercise after work. Like, gonna be great. And then I get to the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to work tired. out. I'm not. <laughs> this is not the I'm one. Tired. I'm not motivated. I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. To- I'll do it in the morning. And then I just never work out. <laughs> but actually, I think Good. working from home, I mean, it's hard to be disciplined and keep up with it. So it's not like this whole quarantine has been like this. But I do feel like it is a little easier to keep up with it working from home. I finish work. If I need to take a few minutes to motivate myself, I can. Like, I don't have the whole commute home being like, oh, I have to work out when I get oh, there. I like, see. I see. I'm in, I work in my office and then I walk like 10 steps to my living room and do a YouTube workout. So there's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on this Zoom meeting with this guy the other day 
And it took me, it took me like the whole meeting to figure out what was going on. But all I could see it was him from like the shoulders up. It looked from the shoulders up like he was just like bobbing up and down, like how you would like bob to music. <laughs> but he was doing it the entire meeting, just constantly, just like bobbing, 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 bobbing. I was like, what is wrong with this person? Tell me it was cycling. He was on a treadmill. He had one of those treadmill desks. <laughs> he was like, wow. He actually committed and did it during the meeting. He did the whole, the whole meeting. He was doing it. <laughs> I, see, I'm proud of him. I'm very yes. proud of him. You go. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry I made fun of you in my head. <laughs> You're very dedicated. Bless, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of this person. They really committed to doing that the whole meeting. Mm-hmm. I wish. I wish I had that dedication and discipline. I really mm-hmm. do. Oh, yeah. So what do you think of people who post about their, like, hashtag fitness journey on social media? And do you think any differently of the, like, because I feel like you get both types, the, like, weightlifting, bodybuilding type of posts or the, like, weight loss posts? I fucking hate those people. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I'm not going to mince words or try to make this sound nice. No, I fucking hate those people. Because here's the thing, right? Your fitness journey is your fitness journey. And I love that for you. I really do. <laughs> but, like, that self-congratulating nonsense. Mm-hmm. I understand, like, some part of motivation is being able to say, oh, look, I did that. But right. I don't care. Me, right. personally, <laughs> I'll give a fuck. You could bench press the biggest thing on the planet. I do not care. It does not affect my life one bit. So I don't care to see that. And the other thing is there are also people who do the thing where they post the before and after photos. Mm-hmm. I hate them even more. I hate them even more. I used to know a girl that I used to work with. She'd post the before and after photo. Nothing changed. In fact, the after photo does not look as good as the before one. No. Marginally. And I'm like... Why are you deluding yourself, girl? First of all, nobody cares. Second of all, there is no progress. So (laughs) what are you doing with these before and after photos? One. And the other thing is, for those people who do make significant progress, by the way, and I'm happy for them. I really am. If you had a weightless journey that was nine years ago where you dropped like 100 pounds or whatever and now you're like much leaner mm-hmm. i don't think every single thursday when you do a flashback thursday mm. like guys <laughs> did you forget nine years ago that i used to be 100 pounds heavier <laughs> and every single friday they post that yeah. fucking photo and i'm like this should not be your personality now yeah. yes you are leaner but the fact that you used to not be lean should not be your whole personality. You should have a little more to your personality than that. And I hate it. I hate it. Those hashtag fitness goals don't. Oh, my God. If if somebody I like starts getting fit and the way they track their fitness is through social media, I'm blocking that person on my social media. Blocking. (laughs) And I have done this several times. Somebody starts, like, working out or, like, they start, they are training for, um, what do you call it? The the mud the mud race. Somebody, oh god, the tough mudder. The tough mudder, oh. and they start training for it, and oh then they were god. posting block and delete yeah. instantly. I don't care how close we are. If the moment you start posting that shit, I'm blocking you. I don't want to see that. Oh like god. it's not my business. <laughs> yeah, I hate those business. people. Sorry, I just went on a run. <laughs> I have to say before I have to confess, I've told this story on the podcast before. I did once do a 30 day Instagram fitness challenge uh, where you like posted something every. day. Day and you did some of the like before and after pictures in my defense you got a free tank top at the end and i deleted all the posts <laughs> the moment i got that tank top <laughs> and on the one hand from that i can sort of see how people like getting the support 
support because like the motivation is hard, but honestly, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's like either one, I don't care or two, like I'm one of those people that's not like comfortable with myself enough that like, I just feel guilty and awful looking at this all the time. Right. Because, exactly. Yeah. Like, that. yeah. They look because it makes it look like oh like I'm struggling to motivate myself, but all these other people just do it all the time, and it's so easy for everyone else. And like, but that's the thing. Like, the, and I think that's what gets me about it. I know for a fact that those people, some of them are indeed motivated, but most of them are not. Mm-hmm. This is just a narcissistic photo op that they're oh, going to yeah. use to say, "I need a reason to post a photo. How about I just tell people that." fitness challenge yeah like i don't want to see your face <laughs> on my timeline 20 different ways every day i don't care like and this, that's also why i don't update any of my oh social God. media like that because people who know me they know what i fucking look like like <laughs> me reminding you 20 times a day what i look like what good does that do like anyway i'm getting upset about that i'm getting so upset um, just update yeah. it once a year with your face You're like in case you forgot this is what i look like <laughs> That's literally what I do. every year around the end of the year around Christmas time. I'm like, okay, I should chronicle oh how I've how different I look in a year. So I like take a selfie and I post it, and that's my photo <laughs> for the year. That's it. That just really is it. Oh like, boy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Oh, but while we're on the subject of fitness and social media, this is like an aside, but a great Insta account to follow. It's called the Fittest Wizard. So it's at the underscore fittest underscore wizard is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fantastic from what i can tell it's this like real muscled dude who is just has a lot of free time and like <laughs> access to an empty gym <laughs> so he makes these like highly produced choreographed like dance videos in this empty gym <laughs> they're so extra they're so good <laughs> But, like, the, the whole thing about working out is people think of in terms of, like, calories and burning calories and whatnot. But most people don't realize that the muscle in the human body that consumes the most energy by far, by far, is the heart. So a large fraction of the calories you burn while you exercise is actually from your heart contracting forcefully and rapidly to pump blood to provide energy to the other muscles and cells. Mm. And a lot of athletes have cardiac hypertrophy which means that their hearts are extremely large and muscular. And this is Mm. also the reason that workouts that raise your heart rate are effective at burning calories and losing weight, i.e. cardio, (laughs) for this reason. Like, your heart is going to burn the most calories possible, period. Um, (laughs) Don't tell me that. But (laughs) (laughs) I hate it so much. I asked somebody one time, I was like, what's the quickest way to lose 10 pounds? And that motherfucker said... Just chop off your head. I was like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. And on that note, we can end this fucking episode. <laughs> That's our, our advice. <laughs> if you want to lose weight fast, chop off an extremity. It could be an arm. It could be a leg. It could be your head. Thank you for joining us for another episode. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us about your hashtag fitness journey. Just kidding. Don't do that. But do tweet us. (laughs) Do message us. Tell us about anything you'd like to hear us cover in the future. And on next week's episode, we'll be talking about to be determined, honestly. (laughs) Tune in next week and we'll definitely let you know then. Until next time, peace.